It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. Well, by now, everybody has wished everybody a happy 1948. But Chester A. Riley hopes that nothing happens to him in 1948 quite as hectic as what happened the last three days of 1947. It all started on the Monday evening before the New Year's Eve just passed. Riley has just come home from his work at the aircraft plant, and his big, broad face, usually wreathed in smiles, seems a mask of bitter misery. Well, hello, Riley. You're home from work early. Work. Legal slavery, that's what it is. Oh, I see. You had trouble with your foreman again? Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to haul off and hit that Gus Hawkins right on that beat he's using for a nose. Well, what was it this time? He bawled me out for a half hour straight just because he caught me smoking. Well, instead of sneaking off for a smoke, you should be working. I was working. I was in the paint shop nailing up a no-smoking sign. No? Fine. Should have heard him treat me like I was a kid in front of everybody. Where's your brains, Riley? Smoking in the paint shop. You want to blow up the plant and kill 500 men? Well, he's right. Whose side are you on, Peg? Me or 500 strangers? I'm surprised at you. Well, you did a dangerous thing. Oh, now, come on, dear, relax. Supper's almost ready. You go lie down. No, I'm too tired. <laughs> Turns me up to think a guy like Hawkins has such power over me. He cracks the whip and I gotta behave like a dumb beast. If he wore skirts, he'd make a perfect wife. <laughs> you know, he could have me fired. Oh, look, dear. Why don't you try to get along with this Gus Hawkins? Make a resolution this New Year's. I made it already. Only he's bigger than I am. <laughs> Honest, he treats me like a dog. He passed me while I was eating my lunch today, and he said, Tell me, Riley, are you enjoying your red heart? <laughs> oh, my, you need some cheering up, dear. Look, how about going out and celebrating New Year's Eve? We haven't done it in years. Well, we'll see. Where's the kids? Well, Babs is spending the weekend at Joni's house, and Junior's next door at Egbert Gillis's. No. Oh, say, I need some money. i got to buy Junior a new pair of shoes for the New Year's dance he's going to. Dance? Junior is? Yes, at the YMCA. It's his first dance. Well, what do you know? Our little Junior dancing. A regular Martha Graham. <laughs> Well, he's a little young to go out, but after all, it's the YMCA. Oh, don't worry. He'll be okay. He takes after me. I started stepping out when I was very young, too. And I was very popular. I used to pick and choose. Oh, you did, did you? Sure. I'd never go out with a girl unless she was a raven beauty. That was before I met you, of course. <laughs> what? I, I didn't mean that the way you heard it. <laughs> Is that you, Sonny? Hiya, Pop. Uh, Mom, did my suit come back from the cleaner? Oh, yes, it's back, dear. Getting all set for the dance, huh, son? Yeah. Oh, I envy him, Peg. New Year's Eve at the YMCA. His first mad fling. Uh, what, Pop? Oh, there's nothing like youth. Especially when you're young. 
are you going with, son, if, uh, if you don't mind my asking? Oh, I don't mind. Yeah, who's the lucky one? Fatso Fendelkraut. Oh, that's a cute name for a little girl. Fatso Fendelkraut. <laughs> Fatso Fendelkraut. That round boy with the pointy head? Well, it's not so pointy. You're going with a boy to a dance? Why, I thought you were taking a girl, Junior. Oh, who wants to take a girl? Peg, remember I told you someday I'd have to have a little talk with Junior? Today's the day. Pop, why are you making such a big fuss about this dance? Wait a minute. Let's sit down on this bench. Uh, you see, son, it's time that you realize there are two kinds of people in this world. Girl people and boy people. <laughs> and them that ain't boy people are girl people. That's a fact. But, gee, everybody knows that. Well, what I'm driving at is... Uh, well, it ain't only human beings. Take, for instance... Pop, again with the birds and the bees. No, this time I'm using spiders. <laughs> what I mean is boys should take girls to this dance. Don't you like girls? Oh, yeah, they're okay sometimes. Well, why don't you ask one? Well, I... I don't want to. Oh, I know why. I bet you're scared. Well, I'm... Oh, so that's it. Son, I know just what you're going through. I went through the same thing. You did? Sure. When I was 15, I had to go to my first dance. I was shy, too, and I had to make a choice. Either I'd take your mother, of course, she wasn't your mother then, either her, or I'd go with Butch Grogan, the fullback on the football team. So I suffered just like you're suffering. But in the end, I took your mother, and today, when I take stock and see the happy little family I got... I'm so glad I didn't take Butch Grogan. Well, Pop, I'd like to ask a girl, but oh, I, I get all twisted up. Don't worry, I'll tell you what to say. Come on, let's go in the drugstore here and use the phone. But, Pop, I don't want to. Now, who would you like to ask? Well, Betty Blakely, I guess. She's okay. Henry Blakely's kid, our landlord? Yeah. Oh, swell. He'll appreciate this. Nothing like staying on the good side of your landlord. If you take out his daughter, maybe he'll unblock our sink. <laughs> now, here's a nickel. You, you go in that booth and phone Betty. No, oh, I can't. Pop, honest, I can't. What do you mean you can't? What is there to asking a girl for a date? Well, it's easy for you to talk. You don't have to do it. Oh, well, I'll do more than talk. I'll show you. Well, what are you going to do, Pop? Now, you watch my technique. I'm going to ask a dame for a date. On the level? Sure. But, Pop, a real woman... Sure, you don't think I'd call up a dummy. Oh, but, Pop, you can't. Hello? Well, hello. Is that you, cutie? Huh? I've been thinking a lot about you lately. This is your dream boat. Pop! Say, baby, how's about you and me stepping out New Year's Eve? You know, dinner, show, you know, the works. Eh? You will? <laughs> now you're talking, gorgeous. Okay, gorgeous, it's a date. Bye. Ah, you see how easy it is, Junior? Pop, who was that? Your mother. <laughs> oh, Mom, I thought it was a woman. Junior! <laughs> I 
mean that... Whoa, whoa, wait. It's different with Betty. She's not my mother. But your mother's not my mother either. Now, go on. Here's another nickel. Phone Betty. Go ahead. Well, okay. Well, yeah, but if I get stuck I'll or anything... I'll tell you what to say. Uh, uh, hello? Is Betty... Oh, oh, hello, Betty. Uh, this is, uh... Uh, You're Junior. Yeah, junior. I'm Junior. I'm in Witherspoon's drugstore, and I... How about stepping out with me? Well, uh, uh, how about stepping out with me? Uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, New Year's Eve. To the Y dance, gorgeous. Uh, uh, the Y dance, gorgeous. What? No, nobody's prompting me. I can't help it if I sound dopey. <laughs> well, well, is it okay, Betty? You will? Oh, thanks. Goodbye, gorgeous. Uh, you see, Junior, with a cinch. Now you got a girl. Uh, not yet. She said she'd let me know. <laughs> so that's her game. She's stolen it. What do you mean? That's an old trick. She's stringing us along in case something better turns up. Oh, no, Pa. Don't tell me. The same trick was played on me dozens of times. And something better always turned up. <laughs> Don't you fall for it. You'll be left high and dry in New Year's Eve. You ask another girl. Well, uh, no, Pop, I don't think I... No, let to... me do the thinking. Now, who else would you like to go with? Well, well there's Angela. Okay, you call up this Angela and make a date. Oh, but Pop, Here, I'm now... putting a nickel in the slot. You really think I should? I wouldn't tell you to do it if I didn't. This is costing me a fortune in nickels. Well, if you say so. I've got to learn how to beat these women at their own game. Uh, uh, hello? Oh, is that you, Angela? Well, this is Junior. I was wondering if you'd... Uh, if you'd like to go to the Y dance with me New Year's. You would? Oh, that's swell, Angela. Yeah, okay. Goodbye. Pop, she said yes. Of course. Ah, don't you feel better now? Yeah, gee. You see, the old man knows best. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Oh, that's the phone. Hello? Yeah, he's here. It's for you, Junior. Wh who knows you're here? Hello? Oh, hello, Betty. You will? Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 there's nothing wrong. Yeah, okay. Pop, Betty said she'll go with me to the dance. <laughs> Fancy that. <laughs> What'll I do now? I've got two days. Son, I've got news for you. You're on your own. Where's this Angela's house? Around the corner. But let's not do it, Pop. Let's go home. But you can't have two dates. You didn't want to phone her, so you'll have to tell her in person. But that's just as bad. Stop worrying. I'm going with you, ain't I? But what'll I tell her? If you get stuck, I'll help you out. Did I ever steer you wrong? No. Not in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> Junior, I'm hurt. Here's the house. Oh, it's one of those new ones. Yeah, they just moved in. Yeah. Well, ring the bell. Ring the bell. Oh, I feel awful. Stop worrying. This is a cinch. What are you looking for in their mailbox? Huh? I'm just snooping. <laughs> Ooh, a bill from the gas company. <laughs> Final notice. <laughs> I, 
I ain't the only deadbeat in the neighborhood. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, Gus Hawkins. Oh, that's Angela's father. Well, that's funny. Gus Hawkins. That's the same name as my miserable form... form... My foreman. He lives here. I remember he moved in a new house. He'll fire me. I told you we shouldn't have come here. Let's get out of here. Yeah? I can do it. Oh, it's you, Riley. Well, come in. Come in. What brings you here? Well, I, 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 I just, just dropped in to say hello. Goodbye. Wait a minute. What's your rush? This your kid? No, I never saw him before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my kid. Fine-looking boy. So you're the young Casanova who's dating my little Angela. Well, the fact is, Mr. Hawkins... Jay, you know I'm tickled pink about this, Riley. Angela was dying to go to this dance, but nobody asked her. And then your boy phones. It was like a miracle. The little darling was in heaven, so excited. Right away, she had to go downtown with her mother to buy a dress. I told her to get something classy. After all, her first dance, an only child. So it'll cost me 30 bucks, but it's worth it. Ah, she's a wonderful little girl. She is, huh? Well, in that case, maybe she shouldn't go with my junior. He's nothing much. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you dumb kidder, Riley, old pal. What I mean was, what I'm driving at... You want to tell me, Riley? Well, yeah, but uh, uh, first, have a cigar, Mr. Hawkins. Thanks. (laughs) Hey, forget that, Mr. Hawkins. The name is Gus. You see, Mr. Gus... Say, this reminds me... Uh, about your smoking in the paint shop today, the superintendent wants to fire you. He does? Yeah. But don't worry. I'll fix things up for you as a personal favor. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's the least I can do for you. Your kid dating my kid for a first dance, that's pretty important. And who knows? Someday, your junior, my Angela... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Junior. Come on, let's... Well, aren't you going to tell him, Pop? Tell me what? Well, about the... <laughs> Riley! What'd you clamp your hand over the kid's mouth for? Fuck teeth. You got to keep pushing him in. <laughs> Take his daughter. Come on, Junior. <laughs> What am I going to do? Do? About what? About Angela and Betty. Here it is, New Year's Eve. And I'm we... thinking about it. You've been saying that for the last three days. Well, give me another day and I'll have it all straightened out. Oh. <laughs> when you wake up, it's New Year's Eve. Junior should be on his way to the dance right now. Boy, what a jam you got me in. Well, that's gratitude. After all I've done for you. I ain't like other fathers. You wanted a date, I got you two. Oh, what a mess. Well, why don't you do something about it? Now, don't put it all on me, Peg. It's your problem, too. You own 50% of this, boy. And the way I feel now, I'd sell out my share for 10 cents on a dollar. Mom. Mom, it's getting late. Oh, Riley, I should have known better than to rely on you. I should have done something about this myself. Well, it's not too late. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Go on. I'm going to phone Mr. Blake. No, no, you can't do that. 
Are you forgetting he's our landlord? He'll get sore and evict us. Well, he can't evict us without a reason. He'll find some silly reason, like I haven't paid the rent for the last three months. <laughs> All right, then I'll call up Angela's father, Mr. Hawkins. That's even worse. I'll get fired. But, Pop, he wouldn't fire you. Stay out of this, Junior. This ain't your affair. <laughs> For heaven's sake, Riley. You got the boy into this. The least you can do is help. Well, I'm... Hello? Hello, Riley. Uh, Hawkins, what's keeping your boy? Uh, what well, you see, Mr. Hawkins? Angela's I... been ready for the last hour. Hey, you should see her in a pretty white party dress. Looks like a little bride. Well, the fact is, Mr. Hawkins... That's wrong, I hope. Junior is coming, isn't he? Hey, if he didn't, that'd be an... Oh, don't worry. He's coming. He's... He's... Uh... He, he left. He left an hour ago. And why isn't he here? Well, you know, young boy, some little thing may have delayed him, like falling into an open manhole. What's that? Nothing, nothing. He's on his way. Goodbye. Well, I'm glad you finally made a decision. Yeah, it's, it's out of my hands now. Junior, you better go call for Angela. And... Hello? Hello, Riley. Where's Junior? I just told you he left an hour... Uh, Mr. Blakely, it's you. Well, who'd you think it was? Where is that kid of yours? He should have been here an hour ago. My little Betty's sitting here on tenderhooks. Well, unhook her. <laughs> Junior will be there soon. Goodbye. Pop, what did you tell Mr. Blakely that for? Oh, it's worse than ever now. Honest, Riley, why don't you ever use your head? That's the trouble. I've been using it. Oh, gee, what am I going to do? I don't know. Give me five minutes alone. I'll figure out something. Maybe some fresh air will clear out the cobwebs from my brain. There must be some spiders in there, too. Oh, what a mess. No matter what I do, I get in deeper and deeper and deeper. Cheer up. Eventually, you must hit the bottom. <laughs> Who's that? It is I. Did be Odell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, I didn't see you, Digger. It's so dark on the porch here. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. What brings you here, Digger? Well, I just dropped by to give you one of my 1948 calendars. Oh. This poem on it is one I wrote myself. Happy New Year, one and all. May this calendar remind you, as you travel down the road of life, I'll be right behind you. That's fine, Digger, thanks. But tell me, Riley, why are you so glum on this merry New Year's Eve? Well, I, I got trouble with my boys. Ah, yes, boys can be a problem. Yesterday, a gang of scamps stole a sign from a dress shop and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was devastated. Well, why? What did the sign say? Let us give you the new look. Well, Junior's trouble is that he dated two girls for New Year's. Oh, that is a predicament. Uh, Identical thing happened to me once. Yeah? You dated two girls? What did you do? Oh, I tried everything. Finally, in desperation, I dug up another man. No, Junior couldn't do that. You see, one of the girls, her father's my landlord. If Junior breaks the date, he'll evict me. Oh, how unfair. I also own property. But once I move a person in, I let him stay put. And the other girl is my foreman's kid, and he'll fire me. You can always come and work for me. I've got an opening, and I'd like to see you fill it. 
I've got to think of something else. I shall ponder with you. Uh. Hmm. Suppose Junior doesn't take either girl. For a valid reason, of course. Yeah, like if he was sick and had to go to bed. Well, say, there's a lot of flu going around, I could say. I'll do it. Bully for you. Oh, thanks, Digger. Now I feel like a new man. I was really licked, but you put me on my feet. I did? Well, in your case, I'll make an exception. Cheerio. <laughs> I'd better be shoveling off. Nine o'clock. Don't worry, I got it all figured out. Well, who am I going with, Angela or Betty? Neither. Neither? Well, gosh, then they'll both be sore. No, they won't. In a few minutes, they'll call up and say, where's that late son of yours? And I'll say, my late son is sick in bed. I'll tell them it happened suddenly. I'll, I'll say a flu germ flew in through a hole in the screen and bit you. Uh, hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, but you can't go to the dance. You go out and have a good time somewhere else. Go to a movie. Uh, here, here's a buck. Oh, thanks, Pop. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you, son. And remember, any time you run into any of these little problems, come to me. Oh, I'm beat. What a day. I think I'll lie down and relax for a few minutes. Oh. Well, so long, Pop. Well, wait, Junior. Before you go, don't forget to say Happy New Year to your mother. Oh, okay. Mom. Mom. In here, Junior. Mom, everything's okay. Pop, fix things. I'm not going with either one. Well, I'm glad it's settled. Yeah, I'm going to the movies. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Are you catching cold? Oh, no, no. I... Why, you have caught cold. Your face is flushed. Come here, let me feel your forehead. Oh, Mom, I'm okay. Why, you're hot. You got a fever. You're not going out tonight, young man. Oh, you're Mom. You're getting right into bed. There's an awful lot of flu going around. But I feel... Uh, uh, oh. I'll go next door and borrow the Gillis's hot water bottle. I want to find you in bed when I get back. Okay, I'll get in bed. Gee, some New Year's Eve. Oh, waiter, I'll have another order of Red Hearts. <laughs> Put it on Hawkins's check. Oh, well, the peg, see who's at the door. Peg with his... Man can't take a nap for a few minutes without somebody... Riley, where's that boy? Oh, Hawkins. Half to nine already. Angela's waiting in my car. Where's that boy? But is he, he, uh, he, he sick, flu. He bit a germ. <laughs> what are you trying to hand me? You said he left an hour ago. But I, Riley, if you think you can push me around, you're going to... Oh, there you are, Riley. Mr. Blakely, what are you... Where's that boy of yours? You said he left an hour ago. Well, I did, but he, he he's sick. Sick? I don't believe it. Honest, he's sick. Ask Mr. Hawkins here. I don't believe it either. <laughs> now, look, Riley, my Betty's waiting in my car. Wait a minute. Your girl is... So that's it, Riley. That boy of yours made two dates. Two dates. Can I help it if he's so popular? Riley, if you know what's good for you, your boy better take my Betty. If he knows what's good for him, he'll see that his kid takes my Angela. If I knew what was good for me, I'd have stayed a bachelor. Oh, hello, Mr. Blakely. Anything wrong? My Betty's waiting in that car. And your husband's giving me some cock and bull story about Junior being sick. Well, he is sick. He is? I mean, you see, he is. <laughs> I just went next door to get this hot water bottle. Had a girl, Peg, you're doing great. There's something phony here. Well, if you don't believe me, you could look in his room. Peg, no. Come on, you can see yourself. All <laughs> right, I will. Stop, Peg, don't overdo it. 
Now, here's his room. Riley, get away from that door. Wait a minute. We'd better ask him how he's feeling first. Junior, you're too sick to see anybody, aren't you? You see, he's so weak, we couldn't even hear his answer. Who is it, Pop? It's me, Junior! <laughs> Junior, what are you doing in bed? I'm sick. Well, are you gentlemen satisfied now? Well, yeah, he does look kind of flushed. Junior, you are sick. Oh, thank heaven. <laughs> He's sick. He's sick. Peg, what are you standing there for? Go get a hot water bottle. Oh, Junior, my little boy's big, don't me. <laughs> In just a moment. Nothing like it. Nothing like Prell, Procter and Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. This is William White of Rochester, New York, right? Prell's the answer to all my shampoo problems. It's so easy to use, goes so far, and leaves my hair more radiant than any soap shampoo I've ever used. There's nothing but Prell for me. And it'll be Prell for you once you see how quickly Prell removes unglamorous dandruff, leaves hair radiantly lovely. Bye. Try. P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in the tube. Handy, too. P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo. Well, Junior, are you finished writing that resolution like I told you? Yeah, I'm all finished. There. Now, read it. Oh, Pop. Read it. Well, okay. I hereby resolve that I will never again interfere in other people's affairs, and hereafter I will mind my own business. Okay, now give it to me and I'll sign it. (laughs) And I hope this will be a lesson to me. Procter and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Reuben Chip and Alan Lipscott. Music by Lou Coslow. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Gus Hawkins is Alan Reed. And Junior is Tommy Cook. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker. Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Gus Hawkins is Alan Reed. And Junior is Tommy Cook. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker.